welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm so thankful that you chose to join us today. Um, I want to invite you and remind you to invite other friends who you think may enjoy um, learning about the Word of God and um, having a little devotion time each morning. Um, and I also want to encourage you, don't let this be the only time that you think about God's Word and spend time in God's Word. My prayer is that this will make you hungry for more of God's Word and that um, you'll find other times through the day, through the day to um, read His Word, to pray, to think about His Word, to meditate on His Word, um, because His Word is truth. And it's what helps us get through the day. It's what helps us know more about Him. And um, my prayer is that He will just increase your hunger and thirst for uh, time with Him and uh, for more of Him. If you know of anyone who might like to listen, I, I was just thinking the other day that it, you know, if there's someone who um, whose vision is dim and uh, they may just like to listen um this might be something neat for them. Maybe someone could show them or uh, set up for them a way to be able to listen to the podcast. And I'm not doing this in any way. Please know that I'm not doing this to promote myself. I truly want people to draw closer to the Lord. So um, these podcasts are free. They don't cost um, the listener anything other than their time. And so um, if you know of someone who um, you think this would be a blessing to, please share it. And uh, we'll pray that more and more people draw closer to the Lord through his word. So on to the most important thing for the day, and that is um, God's word. And so our chosen verse for January the 18th comes from the book of Isaiah in chapter 1, verse 18. And it reads as follows. Come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Oh my, there's all kinds of good stuff here, and I know we won't be able to touch on everything, but um, we find ourselves today in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet. Um we have, I think, maybe touched on some verses from him before, but we've not really spent time talking about who wrote the book and who it was written to. And um, Isaiah is one of the major prophets, and we know that because it is a big, thick book. I think there's 66 chapters. Yes, I had to double check. I couldn't remember if it was 65 or 66, but there's 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. And let me just stop here and say this. This is a very interesting thing I've learned over the years in my study. Um, we have been given chapters and verses so that is uh, easier for us to look things up. But in the original manuscripts, um, both in Hebrews and in the Greek, there were no chapters, no verses, no punctuation. <laughs> and so um, this is something that came along later. And I'm so thankful for those chapters and verses so we can all be on the same page. But um, sometimes just think about that, that there were no chapters and verses and all of that. But this um, God inspired some men to um, to 
put chapters and verses so that we could all, um, I think, find uh, certain portions of Scripture more easily. Uh, but it was not that way with the uh, original ones who penned um, the Scripture as we know it. We know that um, Isaiah uh, prophesied during the reign of four kings, and we see that in the beginning of Isaiah, um, the first chapter, the first verse, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. We know that this was around 700 years before Jesus's uh, earthly ministry, and um, the book of Isaiah is just full of so many treasures, not unlike any of the rest of God's Word. But um, as you know, I love all the words and all the verses, but there are so many wonderful excerpts from Isaiah um, that are prophecies about our Lord Jesus, about His coming, about what He will do. And we see Jesus quote Him um, in the New Testament. We see um, other of the gospel writers quote him, um, and it is just so neat. When And I will mention, I'll pull out just a few of those. But just to tell a little more about Isaiah, um, in chapter 6 of uh, the book of Isaiah, we uh, read about Isaiah's vision of the Lord and um, you've probably heard this if you've read much scripture, but this gives us an idea of um, one of Isaiah's encounters with the Lord. It says in beginning in verse chapter 6, verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having his hand, uh, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and say to this people. And uh, then he continues to tell Isaiah what to say to the people. And Isaiah said a lot to the people over those years. And there's some of the most beautiful words in Scripture, some wonderful imagery. Um, and we'll talk about a little bit of that, a little bit about that today. I'm not going to go through all of them, but um, Isaiah is quoted directly in the New Testament over 65 times, far more than any of the other Old Testament prophets, and is mentioned by name over 20 times. And just um, a few of the prophecies that you may be familiar with, and you can go back and look these up, but 
um, Isaiah 7, 14, and I'm just going to uh, briefly paraphrase these, but if you have time, go uh, look those up. That's the prophecy about um, a virgin will conceive and bear a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel. And then um, in Isaiah chapter 9, uh, beginning in verse 2, and we read through this, I don't know, two or three days ago. Um, let's see, it says, da, 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 da. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. And then down in verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And those are are very familiar to us. And then even over in Luke chapter 4, the Lord Jesus read from Isaiah. And I think it's so important to realize, uh, just to stop and think, our Lord, who was the author of the whole scripture, um, read from this, and, and it is just so neat. Um, and I just want to take a minute to read this. Uh, Luke chapter 4, uh, beginning in verse 16. And he, Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Even Jesus just flat out told them, I am the answer to the prophecies that you've heard about all these years. Just one more example uh, that the Lord brought to my mind that I want to share with you. And I know we're spending a lot of time on background, but I think it's so important. It reminds us how important every piece of scripture is. Um, If we go over to the book of Acts um, in chapter 8, beginning in 26, and Philip, who was one of the apostles, um, this tells the story of him and the Ethiopian eunuch, and I want to just read that because I think it illustrates um, how important God's Word is and how important these uh, prophecies are. Now, an angel, this begins in verse 26, Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, 
Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation for his life is taken away from the earth? And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or someone else, or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. Whew, that's exciting. So today we find ourselves in that same book of prophecy, that same major prophet book of Isaiah with our verse for the day, with a very important doctrinal verse. Isaiah one eighteen, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Oh, what a blessing. This is talking about being cleansed from our sins and made as white as snow, as white as wool, the stain washed away. And this is all from um, the blood of our Lord Jesus, which is such a paradox. How can How can you put blood on something and wash it white as snow? But that's because the Lord's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. That's found in the book of Isaiah as well. He has a way and his way is the Lord Jesus and he is the truth and the life. And as I've told you before, I love the parts of scripture where it says, thus says the Lord. Um, because we learn so much about his character and this was straight from him. It says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. And when he says something, it is so, and it cannot be changed. Saying, though you have these terrible stained sins, I will clean them up. They will be as white as wool and as white as snow. Oh, what a blessing. We see David, who um, wrote many of the Psalms that we have after he had committed that uh, sin with Bathsheba, the sin of adultery, and then the sin of murder, where he had her husband killed so he could have her. Um, this same man who's who's recorded in the scripture as a man after God's own heart, um, when he was calling out to God and asking him to forgive him, he says um, in Psalm 51, beginning in verse 1, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment." Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. And the Lord does that, friend, and he does that through our um, confession and our asking for forgiveness. And now on this side of the cross, through um, the blood of his son Jesus shed for you and me. And going back and visiting a little excerpt that we, or a passage of scripture that we uh, visited several days ago in First John, 
in uh, chapter 1, beginning in verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. And then down to verse 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Friend, take comfort in that today. There is not one sin that he will, uh, that he won't forgive if you truly come to him and, uh, ask for, confess and ask for forgiveness and, ret- and repent of that and turn away from it. He is faithful and just. And how do we know it? It's because God said it and his word is true. So friend, I would urge you to, read God's Word, to study God's Word, to live God's Word, and to share God's Word. So I'm going to close today uh, with uh, a psalm of praise, and probably won't read all of it. We've read this before, um, but you can't read it too many times, and I hope this can be your prayer, your blessing back to God as well from Psalm uh, 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who, satisf- who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And down in verse 10 of Psalm 103, He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. May you praise the Lord and give him thanks for that truth today, friend. Blessings to you until next time.